Welcome to Equipped and Established, a podcast of Valley Bible Church where we seek to equip people with the Word of God to be established in the truth. Hey everyone, this is episode 12 of the Equipped and Established podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is part of our 10-minute theology series where we talk about a certain topic of theology in around 10 minutes. This week we are continuing our discussion on the attributes of God which is still under the general umbrella of theology proper. And so today's attribute, the one we're going to focus on, is uh, we're going to be talking about how God is spirit. And so this is an important attribute for us to discuss here, especially towards the beginning of all these attributes, uh, because when we begin to think of who God is, we often like to try to paint a picture in our mind of not only what God is like, but also what he looks like. And so this is kind of an understandable question and maybe a common question that people might have of what does God look like? Okay, and and that might be something you've always wondered. Maybe that's piqued your interest as a kid. I know for me, I have a kind of early memory of this, of when I was a kid, I was very interested in uh, what God looked like. And so I... uh, hopped on our computer, and this is before the time of Google, so uh, kind of dating myself here. I think it was maybe like a, on, like a, I think it was even before like really online stuff. It was uh, like a, a encyclopedia type of program thing that showed some images, and I, and I searched for God in there, and uh, just because, again, I was curious of what does God look like, and and I don't know, I think I have this vague image in my mind of some guy who vaguely looked like George Washington or something like that. But so obviously not uh, what God looked like. But again, we have this curiosity. We want to know what does God look like? What is, what, what is he like in that sense? And so let's go to the scriptures, right? Let, let's go to the Bible and actually see what does uh, the Bible have to say about this topic and we see uh, some truths here, and we're just going to like look at a few verses here. The first one says, John 4, 24, it's uh, Jesus talking. He says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Okay, so we see the mention of God is spirit. Colossians 1, verse 15, it says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Okay, so Jesus is described as the image of the invisible God. And then 1 Timothy 1.17, To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. And so we see in those kind of sampling of passages here, we see God described as both spirit and invisible. And so that seems to clearly suggest that God does not have a physical form, but rather is like these verses stated, he is spirit. And so when we think of God, we should not then think of him in physical terms or try to compare him to what we see in creation around us. Okay, because when we, when we do that, then essentially we'll be misrepresenting God, as well as reducing him to a lesser version of who he really is. And so that's, when you start to think that way, you can start to understand why God prohibited the nation of Israel from trying to make any images of him. Okay, for example, like in the Ten Commandments, right? Exodus 20, verses 4 through 6, uh, it states, God stated, 
you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. And so you see from these verses that this action of making an image of God or a carved image of him was prohibited. Okay, and this would have stood in stark contrast to the surrounding nations of Israel at that time. Uh, For their gods, they would make these different idols or images and different things, and that's what they would kind of worship and bow down to. And so you can understand the temptation of Israel of like, hey, like we want something too. We want this image. And and you could even, maybe they could start to justify it in their mind of like, hey, this is God, and they're thinking this is God, and it's this image that's um, kind of depicting him in their minds. And so you can kind of wonder, well, what's wrong with that? They're still kind of worshiping God. They just have like a picture. But the issue, again, comes back to this reality that in making an image of him, they are reducing God to just another part of creation. Okay, that's the issue. And so when you do that, then what? Then that means you're not really worshiping the true God. Okay, you're not really worshiping the one true God because the one true God is distinctly spirit. He's invisible. He is distinct from creation. And so when we start using creation to try to capture who God is, we're already kind of limiting him. Okay? Hopefully that makes sense. And, and this really ties into what we talked about before when we talked about like the otherness of God, that God is distinctly other than us, and so he can't be limited to just an image of our own creation. Okay, because as soon as we start doing that, then what? Again, we're we're limiting who God is. We're reducing God to just something that either we picture or that we see around us. Okay, and this leads to like um, people describes this like God's existence. Okay, as the spirit and everything, it's. It's a kind of existence that is unlike anything else in creation. Okay, that's what it comes down to. It is, his existence is unlike anything else in creation. Uh, Grudem talks about that in his systematic theology. He kind of makes that statement. I, I really like that because it kind of captures what I'm trying to get at here as well. Of his existence as spirit is unlike anything around us, right? It's not just like when we think of spirit, even then we can start to try to wrap our mind around that where we try to think like oh is he like kind of casper floating around like a ghost or something like that or what and we try to like picture it but again as soon as we start trying to picture it we're limiting it we're limiting god okay and so the idea is that his existence is unlike anything else in all creation it's anything else like we fully imagine okay and so you can start to see how when we think of, again, kind of wrapping this around to like a more application side of this, of um, you can start to see that this should really cause us to be humble before our God. Because this is just another case of, and we'll, we'll encounter probably many of these, okay, as we talk about the attributes of God and things, where we can struggle to fully wrap our minds around what all this means. Okay, when we try to think of God is the, as spirit in this way and invisible and all that. 
it can be hard for us to wrap our mind around that. And again, we, we try, we try to then immediately like, well, is he like this or like this? And, and whenever we do that, again, we're, we're limiting him, we're um, reducing God in some way. And so that's not good. And so, but again, this just, again, shows the reality that we aren't God. And it just is a further evidence of his greatness and superior superiority over us. That, and again, it's evidence to his otherness, that he is distinctly other. He's not just a higher version of us. He is not just a higher version of something in creation, but rather he is something distinctly other. And as a result, right, he is worthy of all the praise. He is worthy of all the worship. And so we should be careful, right, of how we view God to where we're not hopefully limiting him or just trying to put him in some sort of box, right? But again, we see this is the God of the Bible. He is spirit. He is invisible and therefore cannot be reduced to some form of creation, okay? And so again, hopefully that humbles us as we kind of think about our God as well as result in more praise and glory to him. Okay, so that's going to do it for today's episode of our 10-minute theology. Uh, We're actually under our 10 minutes uh, for once, uh, but look forward to discussing more attributes in the near future, and we'll catch you all next time. Thank you.